Hey guys, before we get into this interview, I just wanted to apologize for the sound quality on my end. There was a mishap with the microphone connection, and I don't sound as great as my guest does. This is still a great interview, and I hope you stick around to listen. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to 20 Tim Minutes, a podcast that focuses on mental health in a serious but yet humorous way. Listen as I interview a wide variety of guests where we show our support as well as sharing our own personal struggles and stories with mental health. I am your host, Tim McCarthy, and now it's time to talk about it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning in to another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Today we have on comedian, mental health advocate, and host of the Blue is Beautiful podcast, Ellison Daz. How are you? I am so good, and I'm happy to ha- be here. <laughs> I love this. I'm jazzed. Of- Dude, so jazzed. We were pretty jazzed up that we're wearing the same exact t-shirt together, and I love it. Look at that. Yeah. Wasn't even planned at all. No, not at not the slightest. <laughs> no. Um, I love the spelling of your name, by the way. I just want to put that Thank you. There. All right, let's start off with this. I do this with all my guests. What does mental health mean to you? Um <laughs> I think it would be the first thing that comes to mind are two polar opposite things, uh, peace and maybe a tornado for um, mental health for me. Yeah. Why are and then entertain because I feel like that's ADHD. I feel it's like constantly walking around as a little tornado and then having pockets of peace and then going around in a tornado again, cleaning up after yourself or cleaning up your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a that's a short and sweet. Yeah. All right. Tell me a little bit about the podcast. Yeah, Blue is beautiful. What is that about? Sure. Um, I started this podcast in 2019, I think it was, right before the world went full-blown communism, or COVID, call it what you want. And I had recorded actually originally a full-blown hip-hop album, and when everything closed, I couldn't perform. But God forbid I stopped speaking or use a microphone, I kind of uh, gravitated towards a podcast instead, and then started sharing my experiences with undiagnosed ADHD, anxiety, periods of depression, all of the really fun, fun, awesome aspects of mental health. And I put a comedic spin on it so that when people listen and they relate to the things that I've gone through, they can also have the opportunity to laugh. And hopefully, you know, when they reflect on their periods of anxiety or depression, that they can also laugh and have a different perspective on it as opposed to being embarrassed or uh, feeling that pit in their stomach um when they think about it so yeah blue is beautiful <laughs> that's kind of like how my show is uh we're like cut from the same cloth or actually we're cut from the same t-shirt if you want to say that absolutely <laughs> what's with the color blue though um blue is my favorite color but also blue people would explain how you're feeling like oh i'm feeling a little bit blue today Mm-hmm. And just like the color you would use to paint or color or draw with comes in a bunch of different shades. Uh, same goes for mental health. So no matter what shade you're feeling, if it's super dark, super light, a little bit of teal, my personal favorite, um, <laughs> it's beautiful regardless of how you're feeling. My favorite color is gray. And I feel like that's like perfect color for somebody that's bipolar because it's a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> and it's very like, I'm like a walking cloud anyway. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good sunny day. <laughs> sunshine come through or i'm going to be a really ominous like dark cloud like coming around but yeah blue is a good color i like blue i got my blue hat on just for you i so. see that i love it i i i i pander to the 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 guests that i have on so 
props to you for the blue. I love um, it. <laughs> so when did you start noticing mental health was a thing? Obviously, we know what it is now, but when you were like a child or in school, did you realize like, wait, my brain is different and I need to figure out what's going on? I did not realize until high school that I had some mental health things happening. When I look back now, it was obvious and evident that it was happening at a much younger age because I um, pick like pick my fingers a lot. And that started when I was really, really little and like bleeding, like my parent, like bleeding fingers and like just nonstop. And that's a sign of anxiety or ADHD, which I didn't learn until way later in life. It's like a stimulant thing. It keeps you calm when you have something else going on. So I mean, there was some markers like that when I was really young, but in high school was when I myself realized like, well, wow, there's something happening here that is not normal. <laughs> what did you realize? What was going on? Um, There was a, just an excess of drinking a lot of my life. And then that also opened up to smoking pot and then a whole slew of other drugs as I got older. and self-harming suicidal thoughts like breakdowns and periods of depression where i just thought everything was it well, i was gonna say well, i thought everything was death but like just depressed <laughs> and i couldn't understand or feel right like i never felt right you know happiness only kind of came when i was excelling at things or like hyper fixated um now learn now have learned hyper fixated on things or exercising and sport and if i wasn't doing that it was just my brain was melting <laughs> essentially yeah. yeah and then as i got older things progressively just got worse because i hadn't dealt with the issue at hand so things and as you become an adult if you're listening to this and you're a child um adults are just um larger children like we're just kids with bigger arms and legs so I didn't really deal with the issue at hand. So the things like using drugs and alcohol um, and making poor lifestyle choices just progressively got worse because I didn't really realize I was using it as a coping mechanism at the time. So just a whole slew of awful and bad, I would say. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, sister. I feel you. How did yeah. you start to turn things around, though? I was living in Vancouver at the time, uh, West Coast Canada, and I just started, I start, how did I realize? I started doing things like um, elimination type diets. Like I was learning about fasting and eliminating certain things out of my diet, like uh, dairy and things that would contribute to anxiety. I knew I had anxiety, but then, so once I cleaned up my diet and quit drinking and like the drugs and all that stuff, like cleaned everything out. My anxiety was so great, but I realized there was still something weird happening, which is like those tornadoes I was talking about earlier, where in my home, I would not finish a task. Like if I would start sweeping, like Sundays is when I like to get my house in order, right? Laundry, sweeping, cleaning, dusting, all that stuff, which I actually like, to be honest. But I wouldn't just sweep the floor. I would pick the broom up and start sweeping and then realize that I could run a load of laundry at the same time. So the broom and the pile of dust would be there and then I would put the laundry in but uh, as on my way to put the laundry in I'd realize that I had left the cup on the counter so I'd bring the cup with me set the cup on the laundry uh washer 
and then start the load of laundry and then, you know, maybe pick up. It was just like a little a tornado that just kept happening. At the end, the house would be clean, but it was never starting one task, completing it, and then moving on to another. It was kind of just like a mix of jumbled up nonsense that took longer than it should have. And then it resulted in it being okay, but, you know, tack on three hours of your life. <laughs> That's ADHD to a, to a T because I do the same stuff. I'll be walking around. My phone's a big distraction for me, which I'm trying to work on. But yeah, there's so many times I walk into a room. I'm like, what am I doing in this room right now? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I found my phone in the fridge the other day. The food cabinet's a big one for me when I drop things off. Like my my phone goes in there or like something that's supposed to go back in the freezer is like in the cabinet. And it's like, I feel dumb, but then I'm like, it's definitely a mental health issue. And yeah. do you ever come to the cross where people like don't believe it in a way they just think like you're lazy or or something like that? Like, cause a lot of the times I like forget to take out the trash and they're like, you, you're being pretty lazy. I'm like, I totally forgot to, there was even trash. Yeah. I kind of actually went in the opposite direction with my ADHD and it can lead to a lot of problems with people, but I get, um, what is it? <sighs> Perfectionist. So it'll take me longer to do things, but I have to do everything and my schedule is intense. And if I miss things on my schedule or if I miss things on my task list, I, I just, I can't like, I, so that's something that I have to work on. So I perfectionism, I think. Yeah. More so. So when, because the, what the guilt, the guilt is a big one too, right? With ADHD, right? If I forget something, the guilt that I have, I feel so stupid and, um, I feel so stupid. Yeah. Basically yeah. is that I hate and fear that feeling so much that I go extra overboard with everything that I do to make sure that that feeling will not come up again. If I forget to take out the trash, for example. So I, I go in the opposite direction, which also, if you're listening to this is not healthy, <laughs> yeah. it's just as bad as like forgetting all of the things. Like it's just a different coping mechanism or a different way to, to deal and compensate with knowing about, my ADHD and forgetting and tornadoing. <laughs> yeah. Organized chaos as I like to call it. Cause I wouldn't call myself a perfectionism because I, I want it. I want it to be like, I'll do this podcast and I'll edit it, but then I'll get like super lazy, like super lazy ADHD. And it's like, yeah. like I want to do so many things at once, but I'm like, my body's just like, no, just like don't do paralyzed. And it's, it's very like, it's, I, like ironic in a way it's like yeah. i want to do so many things but then i'm like no i'll just wait till later like you always push things off like when it's deliberate you'll deliver undeliberately like push things off and you'll do like what you do is like clean up a little bit here clean up a little bit there and then some days you're like i'm not doing any of this and i'll deal with it later yeah 100 percent. and there's something about leaving something to the last minute where it puts a fire under your butt so that like you get the stimulation you need to crush things. So then when those periods come on where it's like you have a hundred things happening in your life by choice, by the way, because this yeah. is what we do. We have to do all the things at once. It's like all of the stimulation and I will get all of these things crushed at once. And then it's like, boom, crash, you know, yeah. because well now what? And then if I do have something due say on a Wednesday, why would I do that on a Monday when I could do it a half an hour before it's done? And it'd be like, <gasps> like, it's so intense. And then you get that high again, I guess. Chasing dopamine, I hear often is um, a term used or a phrase used to describe ADHD, chasing dopamine. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
That's um, I won't gonna lie to you. I do this with everybody too. Is like I, I take my notes obviously with the, my interview, but I don't put my questions in until like twenty minutes before twenty minutes twenty minutes before the interview because I like to like make it seem organic in a way, but also I just love that like anxiety where I like I need to get this done. I need to get this done. <laughs> so I love it. It's it's like a, it's like a masochist. So you, you just like oh I love I love this game. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 20, I have a guest coming on in 20 minutes. What am I going to ask them? I better draw, I think something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully we hit the points. Let's go record. Yeah. I'm more worried about wearing this t-shirt than I am with the interview, but I like having (laughs) these organic conversations with real people. That's what I like about that interviewing people like you. Yeah. What are, um, did you ever see professional help? Yes, I did. Um, I went to see a psychologist uh, right off the bat. I did see a counselor when I was in high school, but it was uh, even then I was like, I don't like this because I just felt like I was telling my stories about like all these awful things that were going on in my head, but I never got tools when I went, not saying that counselors don't give out tools, but when I just at the time and who I was seeing, I never got tools to apply, to use, to move forward with. So it was great because sometimes in therapy, you do need just to exhale and get things out of you. Um, so you're not holding on to those things in, in your your chest or your shoulders or your brain or wherever you like to store negativity. Right. Um, so it's good to get that out. But I was not getting tools that I needed to move forward that I could apply when, say, I know I'm going to have a panic attack. What do I do now? Oh, I'm noticing that I'm super, I'm hyper-focused on this really awful thought about myself and it's driving me into a hole. I had no tools. So when I went to see a psychologist, uh, that was a game changer because they, she gave me tools I could take home to use. And every single time that something happened, um, I was stoked because I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, I'm getting this, we're getting this done and dealt with. So yeah. whenever there was a period of I'm like, oh, I'm having negative thoughts or about to have a panic attack, I had sheets of paper that I would take out and fill out and try and figure out uh, what is going on in my head. Where is this coming from? Is it true? which is a big one because yeah. half the stuff that goes on in your brain is that you're lying. It, you're lying to yourself, which I think is one of the sickest and darkest jokes ever because it's like depression and like for myself, not, this is not for everybody. So let's not get bent out of shape if you guys are listening. Um, but it's a, a lot of lies. Like it's a lot of lies that happen. Yeah, so lying. when I, we're, yeah, 100%, like 100%. And I tell people this all the time on my podcast. If someone, if you like jot down your your thoughts that you were having when you have anxiety or you're having a depressive episode, and I'm not, this is not like, oh, like if someone close to, the, to you died and you're depressed. Not that. I mean, depression, that's like, like you're winding yourself up, winding yourself down, I guess. You're doing it to yourself. That puts you in those holes. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> dude that's this is perfect this just goes to show what adhd is like hey don't worry about it i'll edit this right out oh no you can leave it in i don't even care <laughs> it's like this is the proof is in the pudding i guess so it really is well not when you're depressed and then i have the and then i have the proof oh yeah so i would write it down and then go through these activities that my psychologist gave me and at the end of them I couldn't not laugh because after you're done filling them out, there's evidence at the bottom that shows you that what you are getting so bent out of shape about isn't even true. And that would make me laugh. So after seeing her for, I saw her for, I think like a year, maybe um, that really changed my life. So if anyone's listening to this and you have not seen a psychologist, 
go see one and ask for, um, ask for homework because that is what really, really changed me. And that's also what led, and I'll sum it up. I know I'm talking a lot, but that's what led to me putting together these, uh, these, these sheets and these crash courses that I offer on, on my website, ellisondaz.com, because there's a, there's kind of a bridge area too, because people, when you think about going to therapy, that thought in and of itself, a lot of the time is anxiety inducing, (laughs) which is also really funny because we're scared to talk about our feelings. We're scared to seek help because if you seek help, that means you're weak. Oh my goodness. God forbid that people think that that you need help with something like it's awful, right? The things we say to ourselves. So I put together sheets that people can actually do themselves at home where you will go through it. So if you can take them comes with an audio thing that you can listen to too and you fill them out and at the end you realize that you're lying to yourself (laughs) and that you you'll end up laughing so i think that's a really important piece piece of uh the mental health game for myself at least and for the people that uh, that follow me is the humor because if you cannot laugh about the stuff that's going on in your head or the stuff that's going on in your life then then we're really not in a good place. So if we can pair a positive emotion with a really upsetting or negative thought or a negative experience, then it's like, whoa, there's hope now because how could I laugh at that dark thing? That means that maybe we could keep, you know, moving out of this dark place and adding a little more giggle and also healing our mind at the same time, which I think is like dope on a rope. <laughs> yeah. I know it is. I obviously I'm big into comedy too and making sure that humor keeps me afloat. I always say if I didn't have my taste in music or my um sense of humor, I'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be dead. Honest to God. How, do you ever deal with somebody that like doesn't get humor when it comes to, like mental health or mental illness? Because I've rarely run into it, but it's just like you're like, oh, they don't really get my type of humor. It's like it's usually the people that don't have like it's like the people that get mad for other people. It's like, they're like, oh, you shouldn't joke about that, but they don't have a mental illness. It's like, so why are you upset? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to save the world by telling me I'm not funny. Shut up. Like, (laughs) no, I, yeah, I think it's important to be able to laugh at that stuff because then I also get it too. Like, God bless these people who think that us cracking a joke about mental health means that we're making fun of people because they just haven't experienced that. So God bless them for not having to go through the stuff that we go through. Right. That's awesome, but also lighten up, my dude. Like, lighten up. (laughs) You talked about a little bit. Oh, what are you saying? Oh, another thing I just, I don't, this just popped in my head, but another thing that I wanted to touch on about the being able to laugh about really dark times. When I was in high school, like, I was in a, like, I wanted to kill myself and had suicide attempts and also was slitting my wrists. And I can tell those stories now with a smile on my face and be laughing about it, like, actually laugh about that and that doesn't you don't get much darker than that (laughs) like that's really dark so i like to share that little aspect of it too because if you're in that and you you can't see out of it knowing that even one person like myself can share those stories with a smile on my face and not be stressed out or embarrassed of it i think instills a lot of hope in other people who might be feeling similar ways that i felt at that time so if you're going through that listen guys gonna be okay <laughs> it's gonna be okay I, yeah, yeah we're, we're the definitely the same person because i i was going to attempt uh kill myself via hanging and it was on may 5th 2019 so i always say it's like oh it could have been cinco de hango and people are like <laughs> bruh <laughs> like like don't say that i'm like why well, it makes me laugh and 
I, I went on a show and like the guy was just like, dude, he's like, you just dropped that out of nowhere. And I'm like, I'm not doing it to be like atomic. It's like one of those things that like makes me giggle in a way because it's like if I did go through with it, like they had, like people would be like, Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. It's like, oh, we have to celebrate Tim's death. Like, yeah. like, you know I mean? like it's not funny, but it also is so funny, like at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, humor is a big thing. Um you were talking about your courses. You were talking about your courses real quick. Let's go back to that. What uh, yeah. what type of courses do you do you give to people and how's that going? It's going great. Um I really wanted to, like I said earlier, I wanted to bridge the gap kind of for people who are scared to get therapy or like don't know what therapy is like or have had bad experiences with therapists or maybe haven't found the right one. Like Harry Potvin from the mental corner, I think he had to go see seven people before he found the right fit. That sucks. And also Harry. How are you doing? I miss you very much. Um, I know he's such a great guy. Harry Potter guys, you guys need to follow him. Um, But it's, it's just something if you're too embarrassed or you're too nervous, you can do at home. And I'm not a psychologist. Okay. And I'm obviously not a doctor. I'm not a professional. I'm a comedian, but I know that this worked for me and I was suicidal and I was slitting my wrists and trying to kill myself. And these things worked. So um, if it helps somebody else um, kind of bridge that gap and, they're like, okay, you know, I'm nervous, but I don't know what to do. You can do it while you're at home. You stick your headphones in, you sit down with the pen and paper, and you just go through it. And I walk you through it. And then once you do it enough times, eventually it sticks in your head. And then you just start doing it in your head. So you'll be walking and you'll you catch yourself on your walk because you have to go on a stupid walk for your stupid mental health so that you don't have a stupid attitude, you know, those days. Yep. Um, <laughs> then, and you catch yourself like, oh, I'm such a awful person i can't believe blah, blah blah and you catch yourself it's like oh yeah wait let's find the proof of like the opposite of that and then you can run through this in your head and then insert laughter you're like whoa good thing we didn't keep going down down that hole because that was a lot of lies propaganda and bs like all right let's move on with our day so that's kind of what they are short and sweet and um and not expensive either because i know therapy is really expensive for people and that's a, lot, a big uh, deterrent for people going into therapy if they don't have benefits um, or a job that sets them up to be able to afford things like that. So I don't know. I just really want people out out of that dark space and into the space where we can laugh and, you know, progress in a positive manner in life because let's go, you know, life, life is happening. <laughs> it really is. Now, where can people find those courses? Um, my website, ellisondaz.com, E-L-L-O-C-I-N-D-A-Z.C-O-M. Yeah, that's easy to go. That'll be in the show notes too for anyone that just needs to click it and doesn't want to type it in, you know? Yeah. What is, uh, what are some outlets for you that help you, uh, battle your mental health or mental illnesses? Oh, I have all of the outlets <laughs> and they kind of go on rotation as well. Um, depending on like, I don't know, with the ADHD, it's almost like I also have to have a variety pack for things to do when I'm feeling down. Yeah. <laughs> Can't just be one thing. I have to have options, you know, um, I've everything. Exercise is a big one. That, that actually is one of the ones that doesn't ever change. If I don't, go for a morning walk and do like hit the gym or even home workouts on YouTube every single day. I'm bent, I'm wrecked and I'm setting myself up for failure. I yeah. know that about myself. So that one has to be done writing. I love to write, especially when I'm depressed. I'm not really good at writing when I'm happy. <laughs> um, it's definitely an outlet uh, tool. And you can hear that too in, in my music. Like I don't write about happy things. Um, I write about a lot of really dark, not fun stuff, but it 
comes out of me and it doesn't now it's not sitting there anymore so writing is really fun and if you have adhd it's a good challenge too because if you pick a beat even say on youtube you have to you know you're writing how you feel you're gonna make it rhyme and you're also gonna make it fit in time so it's just a bit of a challenge and that takes your brain out of whatever cesspool you're in and into and focusing on something new and then at the end when you rehearse it back to yourself it's like oh wow i can't believe i thought i was a loser like 15 minutes ago this is awesome let's move on <laughs> so writing is great and what's my other one? Oh, painting i do uh custom artwork i started painting always actually i was always pretty not not to do my own horn but always really good at art naturally and I eventually learned how to do it um, on my iPad. So now I can use that. And especially in the winter times, because I get seasonal depression, um, I'll paint so much. And after that, like, have you crush a painting? You're sitting there, you're not thinking about anything else other than, you know, the colors blending and you're being present. And then when you're done and you get it printed and blown up and framed, it's like, whoa, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> look at that. Good thing I didn't kill myself. Like, <laughs> because right. that painting is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get one for this cat closet that I'm in my recording studio. So I'm definitely gonna have to get one. Yeah, yeah. Measure out a space and let's do that because that would oh, look yeah. sick. I love that you have so much stuff in there. I know it's like Pee Wee's Playhouse if he sneezed in here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is your cat in there anymore? Or? No, it just used to be where I kept my cat stuff, like the cat litter and all that. So I then oh, I okay. finally moved it to a different, like a crawl space, so so I can nice. talk into this little little Harry Potter. Uh, closet it's perfect for a podcast it really is it really is and i was gonna say that like was way too luxurious for a cat honestly yeah. come on it really is but i love my cats fair enough <laughs> what does self-care look like for you oh my always go-to is water i think that self-care needs to happen every every day it's not just like oh if i you know every thursday once a month I go do a, do a thing for myself. It could be for you, but for me, that's not going to fly. It's not going to work. I will be depressed. So I, I am a big fan of water. So swimming or even taking long baths, even a shower, like showering in the middle of the, of the day. I like to get all of the smells happening with like essential oils and soaps and all of the stuff. Um, brushing my hair, like anything that is where I can physically feel it. So like, I've also got a skin brush. Did you know that is a thing? No, what is that? It's like a a brush. It kind of looks like, you know what a horse brush looks like? Yeah. So it looks like that, only it's on a long wooden stick and the bristles are a lot softer. So you're not going like, to be bleeding when you do it. But you just like gently brush your skin with it and it just feels nice. And so like things like that, um, ice cubes on the face, I love doing. If you don't knock it till you try it. Um, but anything that kind of, gets my brain out of my brain and focus focuses on something physical um like sensation wise or smells um i try to stay away from eating because that can lead to not good things as well like i'm currently obsessed with mr noodles and hot sauce and peanut butter mixed together that's gotta stop it's i'm sorry hold on hot hot sauce and peanut butter yeah what hot sauce Franks. no sriracha so I you make a sandwich with peanut butter and hot sauce on it? No, Mr. Noodles. So, like, oh. you know, like the instant noodles? You can use any noodle, really. And oh, then don't, okay. 
don't try it unless like i mean it's not good for you it's like a heart attack it prepackaged like it's just begging like it should be say cardiac arrest on the front of it when you're eating it it's just all salt and so mr noodle and then like a wad of peanut butter and hot sauce and mix it together it tastes like like a like pad thai <laughs> hey so there's a sandwich i never knew existed and i tried it, it was uh pickles and, and peanut butter in a sandwich I've heard about that. Have you? You haven't tried it? No, I haven't. It's really good. Yeah, because I, I like all of those things, but I just yeah, I'd have to smell it first. No, don't smell it. You got to toast the bread though. That's the key element. Is if yeah. you have like soggy, wet bread, it's probably not going to taste good. So you got to toast the bread. Maybe put a little butter on if you want peanut butter and uh, and pickles. They got to be like. Like regular pickles, not like the bread and butter or, or anything like that. You got dill pickles. Yeah, just a straight up okay. like flat dill pickle. And uh, yeah, get back to me on that one. Okay, I'm really gonna have to work myself up mentally to accomplish that goal. I think. This I is will a have to. I'm gonna have to smell it first. To be, I'm gonna have to smell it first. Sniff it. Give it a quick sniff. <laughs> yeah, oh, peanut butter pickles, and I'll then I'll decide if I think that's a good decision. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. That's kind of a, not even joking. <laughs> you gotta let me know how it goes though. I will for sure. I might well, have to text you to get some hype. <laughs> I definitely will. Definitely text me and I'll, I'll hype you up. I'll make it with you. We'll have one at the same time. We should do that for Cheers. a reunion episode. Yeah. <laughs> Things not to not to eat when you're depressed or not to binge eat. Not to hyperfixate on. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a loaded question, though, but how can we help break the stigma? I think that I, I I don't know. I have gotten mixed feelings about about the stigma because I f feel like how people talk about mental health now is so great. It's like you could say like, oh, like I'm like I, I suffer with bipolar and less people now than even 10 years ago would look at you like huh, 10 foot pool. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like less scared. That's how I feel. But I've also, um, have been in this for longer, so I could be wrong, but I think it's a lot easier to talk about now than it has been before. But then there's also this other strange aspect where it's, and maybe this is because of social, like social media, because it's hard to tell if it's in real life or if it's just in social media. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But um, people who feel like they um, almost have to have a diagnosis or have to have a thing to like um, be cool to be cool or something. Like I, I'm not sure. So it's I feel like there's like a like a two part piece to it. But I don't know. I think overall we're doing great. We're always going to have like the conversations keep going, which is awesome. Uh, and we're always going to have like, even outside of mental health, you can talk about anything. They do this with the feminist movement too. Like uh, you're always going to have people who are way over here pushing things or, you know, doing things or saying things that are like a little just offbeat. So I think the important part is that people can actually have conversations now and uh, feel a little less like, Oh, we can take mental health days for work, which I think is great. But then we're also yep. going to always have the people who like take advantage of that too. Right. So I don't know. I just think it's good. We're chatting about it. We're laughing about it. And, um, I think we're in a good spot or at least moving in the, in, in a good direction. No, I agree for sure. What are some suggestions you would have for people out there that are down and out? That are what? Sorry. 
like down and out, like not feeling too hot. Oh, going it's through, fake going news. through this shit, going through this yeah. shit. Yeah. If you look at everything through a, a fake news <laughs> set of goggles, life is a lot better, especially when you are in those down, those down moments. Um, if you, if you haven't gone to therapy, if you haven't done any of the sheets, um, on my website, if you haven't talked to people about this and you have no tools, you could just look at it through a fake news lens. Even that in and of itself could be enough to do a quick shift, right? So if you're sitting there bawling your eyes out because you think that your life is a mess and that, you know, you're a piece of garbage human being, you're a bad person, this and that. If you just can notice when those thoughts are happening, I think the biggest piece is just notice it and then think, fake news, like hashtag fake news. And then hope, you know, get a little bit of laughter going because a lot of the stuff that I think we get down about in mental health is just really bad. And I'm not, this is not saying that you're like, I'm taking out the, the, uh, extreme cases of, uh, depression when you experience a, a death in your family or, you know, like you, uh, a divorce or things like that. Like just with the anxiety and the, the negative inner dialogue that's happening, those are, almost like re repeated pre-programmed things going on in your brain. It's not, how do I say, I don't want to just feel like sound that it's not you. Like how I kind of, if you can kind of separate that in your head, it's not you, it's the stuff going on over here. So if you can kind of even look at it from a way like, Oh, it's actually not me. It's, it's that stuff. And if you can look at it from that lens, it's like, okay, sweet. People program computers to do certain functions i also have an opportunity maybe i can program something else and that could be from you starting from being really anxious to being a super happy person in your life or it could start off by having a different diagnosis and then eventually being able to have um, a solid self-care routine or solid finding the right outlet you know that could be a form of programming too so look at it like fake news and separating yourself a little bit so that you could um not take on so much self hatred or self doubt and all of the downy things, <laughs> all yeah. of the downers on yourself. Um, that really helped me at least. Now you said you did, you do music as well. You rap. Yeah. How's that been going? What, so you rap about like mental health and stuff. Yeah. I put out my first song that I ever put out was called addict and you can find that music video on YouTube if you like. And it's just like, yeah, all of the awful stuff. <laughs> it's not going to uplift you unless you like, like I, I grew up listening to Eminem and I like Eminem, Evanescence, um, darker style NF I really like. He's not an old rapper, he's a new rapper, but darker styled rap where it's not talking about happy things. Like these rappers are using this as an outlet. It's obvious like Eminem. I mean, I, I don't really need to go into that <laughs> with much more detail, but that's what is one of my tools. So it's not going to lift you up, but it might, you might be able to relate to it. <laughs> and uh, it's good for working out. I think like good workout music, but it's not happy. <laughs> All right. Let's have some fun while we wrap this up. So I might, I might already know what the first answer is, but who's on your hip hop Mount Rushmore. Oh, Eminem, NF and <laughs> who else do I really like? You got two more. I realized the Mount Rushmore doesn't uh, pertain to Canadians. Oh. <laughs> Rappers that I really like. Okay, I like, yeah, who's like Who's like your holy grail of like the four? Like who are the four that you're like, no question, always put them on? Um, 
Could just be two. You just got my two. brain's not working. Just let's just say Eminem and then pretend like you the question only was who's your favorite rapper? And then Perfect. Uh, don't edit favorite? that out either. Yeah, who's your favorite rapper? <laughs> Eminem. Thank okay. you for Perfect. next question. <laughs> um, so what would your theme song be? What would your personal theme song be? Say you got announced to the the stadium of people. What what's playing for Miss Das? Well, I think we're gonna have to go with Debadi Debadi, like we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or blue is that what it's called it's called um eiffel 65 yeah blue and it's like blue. yeah and then is it wdwdi and then he does switch up the lyrics i think i think unless i just made this up in my head which is quite possible um if i was green i would die so that's actually a big urban myth that he doesn't say really that. yeah they so he just says wdwdi the entire time yeah 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 if i was green i would die about yeah that would make sense but yeah the people the green people would not like that and they would come after him so i, I think he did he stepped away from making fun of the green people well, that's good because that's cultural appropriation or exactly. something for sure. Exactly. But no, outrage. <laughs> when I grew up, it was uh, Aqua Barbie Girl, and that song played all the time. And Chumbawamba, those were like the top three songs of like my middle school life. And we all thought that they said, if I was green, I would die. Who let the dogs out? Would you also put that one in there? No, that was a little bit. That was like when I was in like high school. Okay. More middle school was like, yeah, Chumbawamba, Barbie, Leanne Rhymes. How do I live without you? That song. That's a good jam. Crazy Frog? No, that sounds super Canadian. You don't remember Crazy Frog? It's like, ding, 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 <laughs> ba, ba. Oh. I feel like the Numa Numa song was huge for you. Oh yeah. Yep. Numa Numa yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? And you guys listening, you need to go right now. We'll actually wait until the show's done. But go onto YouTube and type in Numa Numa um, audition for X Factor. Okay. And there's this dude that does a really awful awful cover of it and he puts his fingers all weird i'm gonna have to back up here and he like puts his arms up over his head while he's singing and he's double jointed so his arms get like his pretend this elbow is over here i can't like do it and he like does this while he's singing and the people (laughs) and the people watching him do it are like like with the faces yeah and every time i hear numa numa i think of this dude auditioning for x factor and it's awful so if you really want to laugh today go do that <laughs> thank me later that's great now let's end with this what are three things that you're grateful for today <sighs> i am the first thing honestly i would say is i'm grateful for god because i feel like that card just trumps all I'm grateful for my health because not everybody has um, good health. I'm not, I mean, I, mental health, like, I, you know, we're working with it, but I can walk, I can talk. I have talents that I'm using and exercising. Um, I'm fit and healthy as far as I know. So I'm really grateful for my health. And I think... Oh, this is tough when you're it down to three. I feel like I'm just full of gratitude this morning. Oh, uh, I'm water. 
I think I'm grateful for water <laughs> because it's the best drink on planet earth. And we're lucky enough to live somewhere where, yeah, exactly. Where we have access to it. And you, you know, you can go, I forget how long without food, but you can't really go too long without water. And the water is great. So I'm thankful for water. <laughs> hey, those are three great ones. I like it. Water. We do take water for granted. Not many people have clean drinking water, even in our yeah. United States and Flint, Michigan, they don't even have like real drinking water. So that's crazy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so insane. Grateful for that. Allison Daz, where can everyone find you on the internets? You can find me on the interwebs. You can find me on the Instagram machine at Blue is Beautiful Podcast. You can follow at Allison Daz on Instagram, but I don't really post on there. But I mean, if you want to loiter, please be my guest. <laughs> I have video podcast episodes, the video version up on Rumble, uh, not YouTube, but on Rumble. If you just type in Blue is Beautiful Podcast. Um, it's free. It's like, some people don't know about rumble, but it's, uh, it's like YouTube only less communism is how I explain it. You get less ticks and, and like community guideline stuff. I can't, I just can't, I get too angry. So I just, I have to be somewhere else. <laughs> I feel the same way about Instagram too. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys can follow me, uh, there. And if you want to go to my website to check out any of the courses that we talked about, or you want some custom artwork or what else do I have on there? Oh, I've got headbands that I sell. Um, to keep your hair out of your face if that cheeses you every day of your life like it does me they're on there too and that's ellisondaz.com the headband is you that's like if you were an action figure that would be on the action figure yeah that would be part of the costume for sure <laughs> so much <laughs> thank you Allison Daz, thank you so much for coming on the show it was, a great, it was a pleasure meeting you and talking with you thank you so much for having me i can't wait to you know see you on the instagram machine and Keep on keeping on pushing the conversation. <laughs> Definitely. That's another episode of 2010 Minutes. Let's break the stigma by cracking a smile. I will see you soon. Peace. Boom. Peace. Drop the mic. Bang. Got him. <laughs>